I'm kind of bummed that you were never able to um, edit together any of the blooper material that we had. I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot. <laughs> I mean, that's I fine. was honestly <laughs> just enjoying having weeks off where I wasn't in Evansville. Like, I kid you not. I enjoyed two weekends in a row where I did nothing. It was so nice. I'm to so play proud of you. And read and like watch stuff because just... you very much need to do that. For well, it was honestly the first time since. Oh man, I, I that's the things like I can't even remember the last time I didn't travel on a weekend. I can't think of the last time that you like didn't have something to do, like with without like purposely having taken a day so that you could prepare for something that you were going to do the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you never have just, like, a, a self-care, relaxed day. Like, I don't think it's been since maybe January. Like, and I'm not kidding around. I think it's the first time since January. No, COVID, December. No. That was the last time I didn't travel either to home or worked a weekend or visited you or just, you know, I, I, I like to stay busy. But, like, honestly... <laughs> Having those girl, two, like take a breather when you were like you know moving and doing all that, like being able to just relax was so nice. I didn't realize how much I needed it. Like uh, I, I yeah, really did not know how much. That's I how you get it. burnt out. You're so nice. I have to do that's it some more. Way to get burnt out, man. I'll have to do it some more. Hashtag Minecraft. Yes, I've been enjoying us doing that again. Like I all day at work, I'm like I just want to be at playing Minecraft right now. I could be someday, making a someday, man. Like someday, I'm just gonna be recording myself while we stream on Twitch and and play Minecraft together. Someday, I'm we'll excited for you to see what I did with our house. Also, I'm not cutting any of this. It's staying in. I hope so. This Thank you, Audrey. What are we talking about today? <laughs> what are we doing? We're talking about sharks. Da-dum, da-dum. <laughs> who'd have thought sharks why are we talking about sharks um, we're talking about sharks because it's shark week baby cue screaming I'm not nearly as excited as i need you to be for it to be shark i'm week. so sorry um <laughs> so, um so i'm just gonna do our intro hi everyone and welcome back to cinematic pulse uh, we are officially back from hiatus now that i am settled in utah and we are ready to be back in your feed every week um, if you know me at all, you know that Discovery Channel's yearly Shark Week special is one of my favorite times of year, so we thought, what better way to come back from hiatus than with something a little bit different? So we're gonna talk about sharks! Sharks! Um, all of the Shark Week programming is available to stream on Discovery Plus, including past year's specials. Um, each new day of programming is available to stream after it airs. So, as always, you don't have to watch Shark Week programming in order to listen to this episode, but I can't guarantee that you won't want to. <laughs> so, those of you who are terrified of sharks or don't understand how people could watch programming about sharks for an entire week straight, please stay with us, and I promise you'll appreciate it just a little bit more by the end of the episode. That's me. So I am saying... people. I am people. <laughs> I am people. I will convert you, I swear. Um, instead of saying, let's get rolling, this week, I feel like I'm compelled to say, let's dive in. You... <laughs> You and your dad jokes. That was excellent. I regret nothing. <laughs> so, I'm your host, Audrey. And I'm your co-host, Sheree. So sit back, relax, and please don't silence your phones while we check your cinematic pulse.
in this episode because like we can't discuss casting, um, light and production, sure we can. like music or anything. <laughs> you know that great white. Did in you that see episode that of leap? Shark Week? <laughs> that Mako symbolic <laughs> freedom. America. <laughs> oh. You know, I still think of you when I watch these episodes of Shark Week because, like, they'll do these little, like, one-on-one interviews. I actually specifically noticed this. Um, I think it was in the segment – I think it was in the segment Monsters of the Bermuda Triangle. You cannot um, get me to fly this, over the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. I mean, same. Um, actually, I really want to. I just want to see what happens. Um, okay. <laughs> we can have a whole episode about the Bermuda Triangle. Too. You can, can gamble with your life. This is a movie podcast, not a conspiracy <laughs> podcast. Hey, we said that we would also branch into like TV shows and stuff. I've had some people say that they would definitely listen if we talked about like a documentary I that got put up. Um, so like that's definitely something. It's actually what, something I watched when I was off was a documentary on Woodstock '99. Oh, interesting. I have no interest in Woodstock. I know there were hippies and lots of music. 99 was a trash city. It was just... Hmm. Oh, you said... Oh, no, you said Woodstock of 99, not 79. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why I was thinking the 70s. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. Anyway, I was telling you about production. So <laughs> something I thought of was in, in this episode, the the Monsters of the Bermuda Triangle episode, they're having like this kind of like roundtable discussion, like pitching ideas off of each other because they're trying to figure out what's happening to these poor beagle sharks. Um... And I was actually thinking about it because, like, they're having the interview in, like, daylight, but they're under, like, this big, thick overhang that's really blocking all of the daylight that they need to film. So you can actually, like, I can see because they're, like, off the coast of Florida, so they're all, like, hot and sweaty, and I can see, like, the really harsh stage studio lighting, like, glinting off of all of their cheekbones, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can see the lighting for this. (laughs) Mm-hmm. what was that special um it is called monsters of the bermuda triangle and they're um, trying to find where these sharks are yes so the abyss it's seconds. the bermuda triangle the, the abyss, abyss. they are gone the <laughs> it's just, just like on sharknado <laughs> for real though well, you're not finding nothing in the bermuda triangle they're so, in a wormhole yeah. like 20 light years away somewhere so it was really interesting because they, um, so they have about 10 poor beagle sharks that they have tagged, um, which for anybody who doesn't know, um, the tagging process is like super non-invasive. It all goes through cartilage. The sharks don't even feel it. And they do it so that they can track data on where these sharks go, especially like if they're pregnant. So where they go, um, to either like give birth or if they have a separate migratory pattern when they're pregnant, um, where they go to conceive, stuff like that. Um, and so they have 10 of these poor beagle sharks that they had tagged. Can you spell that? And what are you saying? It sounds like you're saying poor beagle sharks. That is exactly what I'm saying. So P-O-R-B-E-A-G-L-E. It's okay, I'm not a- mishearing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's literally a combination of porpoise and beagle. I guess because they kind of look like dolphins. Like... And... <laughs> I was like, "Oh, these poor beagle sharks." No, these poor beagle sharks. Like, no, no, like all P-O-R. one word. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. <laughs> um, no, so five of them had gone into the Bermuda Triangle, which was like kind of weird because that was it their wasn't mistake. really on. 
Right, wasn't really on the migratory pattern. And so one of them... Someone got curious her... and said, hey guys, watch me do the thing. They're like, no man, don't so do it. So literally listen to this. No, this I can't be right. shark was at... No, okay. So the shark was at... I forget what depth she was at. It wasn't super deep, but she was like closer to the surface of the water. Um, She all of a sudden gets dragged down to like 5,000 feet where it's like pitch black and like poor beagle sharks do not go that deep and then Uh, since then she has not resurfaced and i'm sitting here like is there like a freaking kraken just chilling in the base of the bermuda triangle eating these sharks don't like psa don't go to the bermuda triangle (laughs) don't go to the bermuda triangle like there is real quantifiable weird stuff that goes on in the bermuda triangle you know how many people and things have Um, lost the bermuda bermuda triangle tons Tons. So many things. Like literally a whole squadron of World War II fighters. That's that's literally what I was thinking of too. Yeah. Like competent pilots got lost in the Bermuda Triangle and just never resurfaced. Doesn't make um, sense. There's there's one pilot, um, this was investigated on an episode of um Expedition Unknown, hosted by Josh Gates, who also used to host um a Shark Week like documentary special. Um and he this pilot we're, de- we're derailing onto the Bermuda Triangle, but I don't care. <laughs> this pilot was, like, he was driving, or driving, he was flying through the Bermuda Triangle. He could I think be he driving through the Bermuda Triangle. Never say never. I mean, <laughs> you never, anything's possible in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, and, like, what, this trip that should have taken him four hours, um, literally, like, he looked down and he felt like he was flying for a certain amount of time, but when he landed, they checked their clocks and it had only been, like, 45 minutes. See? Yeah, and then, like, but here's the thing, like, they checked the clocks on land, too. It's not like their watch is warped or something, like, his electromagnetism can definitely, like, mess with watches, mess with compasses, mess with your instrument clusters, everything. But, like, no, like, their watches match the time on, like, where they landed and they literally like time warped and Weird took a stuff. four hour journey in like 45 minutes and i'm like i cannot explain that i wish i could take a <laughs> there's just four a hour vortex minutes. i mean same okay i mean actually no i don't let's not derail too far um, so sharks right this so, is a podcast sharks, right? about movies so i have to ask what's your but, favorite shark related film you know that's hard because shark related films tend to be really freaking cheesy <laughs> Uh, yes. I mean, you have Sharknado, no. which I've never seen. Unacceptable. Um, I refuse to watch Sharknado. Aren't there like several Sharknados at this point? I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's. I'm sure we're on like Sharknado Seven at this point. I don't even know the Sharkening. Um, the Sharkening. <laughs> Excuse me while I put that on like a joke list of like short <laughs> stories to write. <laughs> Um, I mean, Jaws is a classic. Jaws, like, started it all, started the shark craze. Um, First the book is terrible. Um, read the book. Book is super racist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so we don't like the book. Um, so I watched The Meg recently with Jason Statham. Oh, man. Um, really, I mean, like, production value was good. They really went all out for some decent name actors to be in it. I mean, like, obviously they forked over for Jason Statham. I feel like Um, I need to watch this film to be like, how do they get some of these people in this movie? Like, how did you convince people to make a movie about a giant shark? 
here's the thing like Jason Statham has such a great sense of humor I feel like all they had to do was like pitch it to him be like what if Jason Statham versus a shark and he's like I'm in perhaps um so anyway the production value of that movie was like was decent but obviously the overall writing was just trash um there was a very interesting thriller movie I forget what it's called I think it was called like the cage or something like 40 feet down um there's that one and then there's like a a sequel and the sequel I watched by accident and I need to watch the original but there's one movie that is about it's like it's a thriller movie with the concept of like you go cage diving with sharks but then something happens to the cage and it drops and you get stuck on the bottom bottom of what like on the ocean floor bottom you wouldn't live so, so like that's that's the premise is like so you're technically alive because you are like so these people are alive because they're in a protected cage, but like between them hold on and I have to uh, let me to surface. let me ask a very specific question when we say Please ocean do. floor what do we mean? I mean technically anywhere uh, I would because it, maybe... it can't be too far or we're going to implode. Well, yeah, no, not all the way down. Got um, it. So somewhere like, you know, closer to the top. Right. Like, so like, like a mile off the coast of Florida or something. Um, somewhere where there's definitely like depth, but you're not like a mile down or Got anything. It. Like you're definitely somewhere where you can still dive with like scuba gear. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Okay. Cause but, so you're, like, you're, <laughs> recent news you're tells us like that ain't going to happen. Feet down. Right. No, you're maybe like 500 feet down or something like that, where there's like low visibility, but lots of sharks because that's where they like to be. Mm-hmm. And so you're alive in this shark cage with your scuba gear on, uh, with your diving gear on, but between you and the, uh, the top of the ocean is a bunch of sharks. Absolutely um, not. That I I feel like is really is like probably the most realistic scenario with a lot of real fear because I do love a good thriller. Um, so I would like that. The I accidentally watched the sequel to that where these girls go cave diving in some like Mayan ruins. Of course. Um, which is a terrible, terrible idea. Never go like ruin diving, never go cave diving unless you are with a very experienced professional. Even then I wouldn't do it because visibility oh, is so, so, so low. You have to have a guide wire to go through these like passages. Um, stuff is very easily collapsible. Like expert divers die doing mm-hmm. like ruin diving and cave diving. And I just, nope, never. So that was freaky enough as it is. So that was the sequel, I believe, to that movie um, was them like ruin diving. And I think there winds up being like a giant shark down there with them, which like to me, that was kind of tough. <laughs> um, so I was like watching this movie. and I was like, this isn't the movie that I thought I, I wanted to watch. But I watched it all the way through. <laughs> you haven't brought up the classic Shark Tale. Oh, okay. So when I think of that movie, I think I think of Will Smith first and he's no shark. So... <laughs> That is my favorite shark-related film. <laughs> it has such a great soundtrack. Honestly, I kind of want us to watch it in the future. It has a wonderful I soundtrack still, with a lot of great artists. I still listen to that soundtrack. Me I too. Mean, the, um, e- even the score um, of that movie soundtrack, like the the actual like musical soundtrack with the, the lyrical songs mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, but then the score itself is also excellent. Who scored that movie? That's a good question. I don't know. I've not watched that movie probably in um, 
10 or more years, to be honest. I know. I, I don't think I've watched that movie at all recently, ever. Hold on. Let's see. Who scored Shark Tale? Hans Zimmer. <laughs> what a G. Oh, our boy Hans. Love the Zimmer. Of course it is, because that's why I love the soundtrack, because apparently it's Hans Zimmer. Um, Back on Shark Week. No, not back on Shark Week. We're going to do Shark Tale at some point. That is an excellent movie, because I still quote the line, Who in the halibut trips underwater? Literally one of my favorite films, not even going to lie. But at this point, I think I... everyone expects animated films to be my favorites. I mean, you're not, but you're not limited because okay. For one thing, the fish literally like looks like Will Smith. They literally they did like, a great job. They really did a good job of actually making the characters look like their real life counterparts. They I did. Was it very, made it really fun for the impressed. adults watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you know, my mom going to see it with me. She's like, "Well, that's Will Smith. That's definitely Angelina Jolie. Like, mm-hmm. is perfect. I did love a great it. job. Um, yeah." Did a, did a great, great job. One of those, one of those old movies where, like, the main character, like, learned a lesson. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was a good, it was a good movie for kids because it, like, taught them something right. at the end of it. You know, taught them about how, like, lying can, you know, you just have to keep telling Snowballs. one lie to, to cover up the next lie. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you're just buried under the weight of all of your lies and you have to come clean at some point. Correct. Um, I definitely miss movies having some sort of lesson like that. Yeah. They don't so much anymore. I mean, they um, do, but sometimes I think those lessons are much bigger than it, the audience it's supposed to reach. Yeah, that can, like, there's, like, an overall, like, morality, like, an overarching morality to the movie rather than just, like, one specific lesson, like, lying. Which, versus, don't get me wrong, like, I like the um, sophistication of films nowadays, especially animated films. But mm-hmm. I think if you're looking for, like, Shark Tale is a great movie to put in front of your younger kids. Whereas, does yes. it still, like, do I still love it as a 31-year-old adult? Yes. But, yes, absolutely. you know, I feel like, again, the sophistication of film has, has come very, very far, uh, even even in animation. And that's fine. I like, I mean, yeah. I love animation. I love the, you know, I love the new stories. No, I completely agree. I, lo- I love that the the overarching morality has advanced beyond, you know, like just basic stuff. Like, you know, don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. But I just, I don't know. I, I wish that that stuff got incorporated a little bit more into kids films um, because it's really helpful for parents for yeah. one thing to be able to have, you know, it's like veggie tales. That's what veggie tales did for kids was teach them those little morality lessons. And so like, you know, you're plopping your kid down in front of something that is not only entertaining, but is also reinforcing the lessons that you're trying to teach them mm-hmm. as a parent. So, you know, I, I say this for the zero kids that I have. <laughs> I have my next question. Oh, okay. What's your favorite kind of shark? Oh, my favorite kind of shark? Well, the the background on my phone right now is a great white. Um, I do like great whites um, just because they're absolutely enormous and they're just like the the powerhouse bull in a china shop of the ocean. Um, I love megalodons. Okay. Um, I love them, which, do you know what a megalodon is? I do. Okay, so, for those of you who don't, for those of you who are listening, and you're like, well, it's a shark, which I hope <laughs> no one's like that. 
Although if you are, I'm here to tell you. Um, so a megalodon is an extinct species of shark um, from some 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 dinosaur period, um, but it's it's a prehistoric shark um, that's now extinct. But they were absolutely massive in scale. Um, I mean, like a a human could stand in their mouths, like like that's crazy. head to toe, and this the shark could swallow them whole standing. Um, their teeth can be found in certain areas. I forget off the top of my head. Um, Again, Josh Gates investigates a little bit on the Megalodon in an episode of Expedition Unknown. Um, You can literally just like pull their teeth out of like the mountainside. Um, What? And it's like nowhere near water. Yeah. Um, Back when our earth looked much different and, and these sharks, because, so here's the thing, because sharks are like almost entirely cartilage um, when they die, the really the only thing left of them is their teeth. That's the only thing made of bone or bone-like material that could even possibly fossilize. So when a shark dies, in even something as big as a megalodon, that's all we have left of them is their teeth to study them from. Um, so I just find them super, super interesting because we just basically have to go off of our estimation based on a great white, um, which I guess it turns out they're actually two very different species. Um, even though we figure like, well, the great white is our biggest shark. So the biggest prehistoric shark must have looked like a great white, but that's not necessarily true. Right. Um, really interested to get to heaven and ask God, hey, what did a megalodon look like? <laughs> um, so that's my favorite shark is probably the megalodon just because they're they're shrouded in mystery. Um, and I think like if I think if I'm being honest and to put it in the simplest of terms, that's why I like Shark Week. To me, Shark Week is kind of like true crime um let me explain that statement um i love true crime because i like trying to understand what i don't understand Mm -hmm. i am very interested it's like it's like watching a sudoku puzzle for like for your mind but like true crime (laughs) i'm trying to make that make sense in my head it, it makes you feel smarter. It flexes your brain trying to understand because it's a puzzle. I We're trying puzzles. to understand I love what, right. We're trying to understand what happened. We're trying to understand who did it. When we find out who did it, we're trying to understand why they did it. What makes those people tick that I feel like that's, and we can have a completely separate episode on anything and everything. True crime, please. Um, that's, that's why America has, well, people just have such a fascination on true crime and killers and serial killers because we don't understand them. Mm -hmm. And as humans, we want to understand what we don't understand. Mm -hmm. We're we're born with a natural curiosity and a desire to explain things to ourselves. Um, And to me, that's kind of what shark week is, you know, it's, it's the deep blue. It is the vast unknown. It is what covers most of our earth. And it's just a big question mark. Um, And the predators of that deep blue are these sharks. So like if 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 land is sea, serial killers are sharks. <laughs> what an so, analogy! I, like, that's that's the best like that's the best example I can give to you, and that's why I find it so interesting. Is because it's like educational, but still like a puzzle, still a question mark, still trying to understand these predators, um, and then also like finding out at the end of the day that like. Yes, sharks are scary, but, like, I can still go into the ocean and have nothing to fear because I understand what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like not saying I could like square up against a shark or anything unless it was like a baby. But um, yeah, that's that's why I like it so much. Is it's like a mystery. It's a mystery. It's trying to understand the unknown. I have you answered my next question, so I have one more left for you. Have, oh, what was your question? It was, was it like why do I like sharks yeah. so much? <laughs> why do you like sharks? Why do you like sharks so much? Yeah. Um. So my last question is: Have you met a shark? Um, I like other than like an aquarium or like petting a little baby shark that's in like a little petting zoo area mm-hmm. of an aquarium. Um, I don't believe I ever have. I have gone scuba diving in the ocean. Off I feel the coast like you would. I feel like you would hug a shark if you could, or kiss one. Even. I one hundred percent would hug a shark. Actually, I think I think if we're being real, um, the what I would be dying to do is redirect a shark. Um. Because for anyone wondering, if you are ever in the ocean with a shark, which first of all, don't ever go swimming in open ocean with any with any jewelry on. Nothing shiny. Sharks are attracted to shiny. You love um, shiny you know, things, just like people. I love shiny things. So sharks and I are, have that in common. Um, and sharks are very curious creatures, and they don't have hands. So <laughs> they don't have hands. Uh, they're they're curious with their mouths. Sharks are like babies, um, and they understand things by putting it in their mouth. Um, so unfortunately sharks mouths are very, very dangerous. And when they put something in their mouth and go nom to investigate, um, we die. So. (laughs) Or get very close to it. Right. Or get very close to it. Um, and so, um, sharks do have all of their nerve centers are in their noses. Um, they have a bunch of like nerve endings called the ampullae of Lorenzini. I don't know why they're called that. They, they, they explain it every year in shark week. And I always forget. I know what they're called. I don't remember why they're called that. I'm sure they're named after the scientists that discovered them. Um, and so sharks noses are very sensitive. So like, you know, you hear like, oh, try to like poke a shark in the eye if you wind up in its mouth or So or what whatever. I'm hearing you like, say punch is, it in the gills. <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is like, I want no. the opportunity to punch a shark in the nose. Gosh, no, but that would be hilarious. <laughs> you said I want to redirect a shark, and what I'm hearing is so, I have to do that by punching it in the nose. No, please don't punch a shark. Their noses are so sensitive. So literally all you have to do um, is A, make sure you're facing the shark at all times. Be definitely very aware of your surroundings. Um, sharks like to sneak up on you. Like they like, they think it's a game. Um, Absolutely so not. Absolutely not. Definitely keep your head on a swivel. And if a shark does come at you, you want to stare it face down and then just gently use your hand to touch its nose also keep in mind like you've got like a solid six inches to a foot of space between a shark's nose and its mouth so your hand is not in danger um especially under the water so just take it and just push the shark out of the way you can go if you watch shark week you see people do this all the time um especially when they're doing like underwater shark feedings and the shark gets too curious they just gently push them out of the way and i am like a crazy person and i'm dying to do that in the wild (laughs) you are but i i want everyone to know i am not about to just go like jump into the ocean like i'm going on a cruise in september and please you are not gonna find me off the coast of california just like here sharky 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 i don't believe you one bit in fact (laughs) i don't believe you one Um, bit I would love to, but, but no, I, but I do think that is super cool. I think it's so, I I think it's so cool that you can literally take this giant predator that is twice your size and just redirect it with a little boop, little nudgy nudge, little little nudgy nudge. Um, 
So yeah, I think um, if I was British royalty and like I had to pick like an innocuous philanthropy to support, I would totally pick ocean conservation and like marine life protection. <laughs> that would be my thing. What? So if that? I ever... I just, I'm sorry, I'm reading our script and I finally got to that last sentence. I'm like, why does she need to be British royalty? <laughs> because they always pick like innocuous and inoffensive like charities to they support. Sure so they don't step on anybody's toes, but they still, go- still do good things. And I want to do good things and not step on anybody's toes. So sharks. I love that. Because sharks don't have toes. I love that. it's just so random i love that so much though thank you so much i love you for letting me do a freaking episode on sharks absolutely because it is it is a it is a tv show it is shark week and i love it so much literally i got back from washington on wednesday and wes picked me up from the airport with a cookie that had little gummy sharks on it it was a shark week cookie i love that i was i almost cried with happiness You might have to listen to me talk about space someday, especially after the discovery of oh, please. the quote-unquote discovery of UFOs in the U.S. knowing it. I was like, oh, I'm at a point where I'm like, come started. on, y'all. There's no way we were the only ones in this universe. There's no way. Right, I mean, Scientifically, like, right, mathematically, right. we cannot be the only living beings here. Right, like how, like what hubris to think, like, we're the only ones out there. I'm just like just, no. I completely agree with you. Maybe we'll have a tangent about that someday, but it's not today, and it's I don't not know. next week. In fact, you want to know it's what next week today. is, Audrey? Oh, what's next week? Next week, I think we might have announced it already, but we're gonna announce it again because this was a soft relaunch of Cinematic soft Pulse. Relaunch. Hey, it was. Yeah. So we're finally gonna do Parasite, one of my favorite movies in the last few years. Yeah. Um, So for those of you who don't know, Parasite is um, an award-winning South Korean film. In fact, it was the first non-English film um, or first international film to win, um, what was it, an Oscar? Best Picture Oscar. Yeah, it won Best Picture. Yeah. Um, And I think like Best Best Director and it won several several. Oscars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it made history being the first international film to do this. Um, So I'm super excited to talk about it, especially having been to South Korea, which, like I said, is where this film um, originates. So I'm very Uh, excited to watch it and talk about it. I want to say, if they want to watch it before we talk about it next week, it is on HBO Max right now. Yes. Um, So yes, Uh, Parasite is currently streaming on Max, formerly known as HBO Max. Come on. Rest in peace. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Just kidding, HBO. (laughs) Do what you want. Honestly, don't get comfy because they're going to change it again in a couple of years. Stop. We've what gone if, through stop being mean to how HBO. Many name stop it. <laughs> what if they want to sponsor us someday? You know what? HBO, I see you. And you can go ahead and sponsor us because you're you doing want great, sweetie. Who tell you how it is. You want friends who tell you how it is, HBO. And that's what we will do for you. <laughs> oh man okay um so that concludes our welcome back episode on shark week thank you if you stayed all the way to the end um as a reminder if you do want to watch this year's shark week programming it is available to stream on discovery plus and if you're watching on cable new segments start at 8 p.m eastern um remember if you're going to take away anything from this it's that sharks are just like any other wild predator we just spend much more time in their habitat um that we would say a tiger Um, So again, next week, we're going to be talking about Parasite, which is streaming on Max. So make sure to be back here next Friday to tune in. Cinematic Pulse is edited and produced by Cherie Jackson. The episodes and theme are written and performed by yours truly. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can find Cinematic Pulse on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. 
Thank you so much for listening, because we just checked your cinematic pulse. Roll credits. Roll credits.